Hi, I'm Michelle Blue. I'm a millennial entrepreneur and started a business just two weeks after I graduated college. It's my life and I don't even know. Okay. Each week I'm interviewing an entrepreneur, getting a real look at their stories, the lessons, the sacrifices along their journey. And leadership is hard and you have to live at home and entrepreneurship is not easy. Truly walk by faith and not by sight and your life being a direct reflection of that belief system. So, for the fellow entrepreneur, hopeful entrepreneur, or whatever path you decided to take in life, just know that the beauty lies within the journey. Watching? The journey. <laughs> the journey. All right, I'm gonna leave you watching. All right. <laughs> so the person is on me and mine, but I absolutely love you. From like our first moment at Build Your Own Brand, the conference mm -hmm. in May. Um, so we connected then. I sat down, shared your story. First of all, people were like pointing you out to me. It was oh, like, yeah. oh, did you talk to Amari? <laughs> Have you talked? Like, he's doing this, he's doing that. He's like, what? has some venture capital. Like, he's killing it. Right I was wondering now. why people were just pointing. Yeah, I didn't know. Because they were like, <laughs> they were trying to guide me to you. They were yeah. trying to get me to you. And I was like, I don't know who he is. I was like, but, I mean, he just gives off this, like, bubbly, friendly aura. I was like, well, let's make this happen. Let's make this introduction. Cool. And love your story. But, obviously, I have to mention this because you were just featured in Forbes yeah. last week. And mm. the headline is, mm -hmm. what's the headline? It's like, I can't even remember. I think it was, um, and it's hard for me to remember, too. But um, it's once homeless, uh, now strong entrepreneur at closed deals with Walmart. Walmart, UPS, and Procter & Gamble. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I mean, you're so humble. Yeah. But <laughs> with that, it's once homeless, mm -hmm. and now at a point where, like, you're sitting at the table, like you said, closing deals with Fortune 100 companies. Yeah. Fortune 10 companies. Yeah. Like, what does, what was the beginning of that? I guess you said you were homeless when you were in high school, I believe? Yeah, yeah. We just, um, as kids, we struggled so hard, you know. Uh, father left us and just had to figure it out, you know, driving around, shelter to shelter, staying with, you know, friends and people of the church. And we ended up living in a hotel for a little while. Like, it was, it was tough. But, you know, a lot of that, you know, made me who I am today. Right. So I have that fearless, yeah. you know, um, Self and I've, I've got this thing where if I can get a chance to sit at the table and get in front of the decision makers, it's a done deal. Yeah, they should have never let me in a room because it's over now. That's mm -hmm. kind of how I go about things. I love that because in life, we all go through something, mm -hmm. you know, we all go through some level of adversity, something that we can't find the beauty in, then, mm -hmm. but those are the moments that are like crafting us and shaping us so to true do something so much greater yeah you know? absolutely so like you said like yes you were homeless for and i don't know the period of time mm -hmm. but in that moment you probably became a lot more resourceful absolutely you know and then like you said the fearlessness in that mm -hmm. and now applying that to your business your second business mm -hmm. um so i actually love that you know, you allow these moments of life to build you and to not define you. Yeah. You know, because there's so many people that can be like, oh, that's where I am, but that's where I started, but that's not where I'm ending. Absolutely. Yeah, I always, 
my mother always said, you know, they, we, we were regular people. We were, yeah. we were special. So we always wanted greater things. And, and, I, and I think I mentioned it in Forbes. It's like us as individuals, we're, we're extremely strong people. You know, especially people of our culture, and and as long as we know that a situation is temporary, we can get through anything, no matter what it is. You know, it won't last forever. You'll get through. You'll learn from it. You'll get smarter, wiser, stronger, and you know, you'll continue to push forward. Right. Mm-hmm. And everything in life is temporary. Yeah. You know, it all it comes and goes in a season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you just kind of have to stay strong in that moment. And realize that another day is coming. Absolutely. Another day is coming. So, okay, so you're homeless for a time with your family. Mm. But after that, what was next for you? Did you go on, because you were in high school during this time, did you go on to college? Mm -hmm. Like, how did you even, you know, what was... So so barely graduated high school. It was a close call, but they... uh, out of there and then uh, made it as a Bethune Cookman. Oh, Bethune. Yeah, went to Bethune Cookman, Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, awesome experience and took up sports medicine there. Started in nursing, okay. but then transitioned into sports medicine. But I ended up running out of money to pay for school and then came home to get a job and told myself I'm going to save up and then go back. But got a job doing cable. So I was working for a cable company. And once I found out we were just contractors and we actually weren't working for Comcast as employees, I learned how the owner started that business and I felt that, you know, I could do it on my own. So I became the top ranked technician in the country. Then I became a supervisor to understand the back of the house. And then I went and got some of my college buddies, started a company, just took a risk, didn't know anything (laughs) about business. Which is crazy because, okay, so you took a break from college mm-hmm. to go and make money, so you got a job, but you actually became a college dropout. Yeah, I guess you're right. But you came, became a college dropout because of your part-time job or the job that you were doing. Mm-hmm. You saw that there was a different level of opportunity. Yeah, there was opportunity. I was making good money, and then I sort of did the math and was like, okay, if I go back, I'll spend this much in school. And then I'll start off with this potential salary where I'm close to that salary now, then I could save myself the debt. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of how I rationalized it in my mind. Mm-hmm. And that's how it made sense to me. And then I seen the larger opportunity if I continue to do what I do, right. if I can start this business, like I could be something so much greater. Mm-hmm. So now, And I'm not the like type of entrepreneur that's like, quit your job, like leave school, like, you know, yeah. and just go on your entrepreneurial path. So I know there was some level of resistance there. Not really, because if you no? think back to my childhood, where I was, you know, we were homeless at times. So I knew, like, what's the worst that could really happen? I'm not going to die. But did you know? your family say anything? Did your mom say anything? Was she like, because college is that stable, secure way, yeah. right? Because even if you make good money at a part-time job or, you know, mm-hmm. in between times, like the trajectory of that is usually you're going to make more money going into college in the long run mm-hmm. than what you, you know, potentially were making. So how did you deal with, like, the opposition, the naysayers of, like, oh, no, you know, I, I didn't even, go I, back to school? I didn't even listen. You know, I had some of my best friends. They were graduating. They were like, dude, you need to go back to school. And I'm like, nah, I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you make right now? And they're telling me. And I'm like, well, this is what I make. And they're like, oh. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, so I think I'm all right. And this is I my plan. You say that in the like humblest way. You're like, I'm okay. I can make it. Yeah, I think I think I'm all right, and I got a plan. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I always bet on myself. So I knew that you know I could execute, and with a little bit of good luck, things would work out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, the plan. 
So what was the plan then? Because like you said, it started, like things started going off in your head because you're like, okay, we're contractors. We're not even employed by Compass. Mm -hmm. So you were like, I can do this? Yeah. What was the so I'll so I tell you that the exact day was when I seen this group of guys come into our office. They were like a traveling group. And I was like, what do they do? And they're like, oh, he owns his, he runs his own company and he works as a subcontractor right up under the company we work for. And I'm like, yeah, how does that work? So they told me how that worked. And these guys just move around and go to different locations, kind of like hired, you know, just guns. And then they just help stand up different locations. And I was like, so what do they make? And they're like, well, they got their own business. So there's no taxes taken out. And then they pay him for his employees. And then he makes a piece out of all that. And I was just like, oh, shit, that's it. Yeah, I'm going to do that. So I started looking. I looked for opportunity, and I got our first contract. I think we were Birmingham, Alabama. We yeah. got our first contract out there. I went out there with, like, 10 guys, mm -hmm. and we just flopped. It was so bad. Really? <laughs> because I didn't know the numbers of it. You know, mm -hmm. I just I heard one thing, but I really didn't do the math that well because I didn't have the experience. Mm -hmm. So we went down there, fell on our faces, but we did really good work, so we got opportunity in Houston, Texas. Went down to Houston, Texas, did awesome. I remember it was a it was probably like four of us living in like one hotel room. Yeah. It was like that's nuts. Entrepreneurial, it, it was so life. bad. But yeah. you know, we had a dream and we knew that continue to work hard and things will work it way will work itself out. And then ended up doing so well in Houston they got word back in Atlanta and then that's when I got my first major contract back here in Atlanta. So because everyone always wants to know, well how did you get the money, right? Mm -hmm. What was the amount of money that you put into the business to start, mm -hmm. and where did that money come from? I don't know. Believe it, it believe it or not, I had a credit card that had 300 bucks on it. This is no lie, no lie. So what I ended up doing was, because I'm, I'm a master at the lean startup, Yeah. and I don't believe that you have to have money to start a lot of stuff. You have to be able to leverage relationships and look at other ways to get it done. So I knew I had a $300, and then I hired guys that were all contractors. So they all had their own trucks, their own tools, and that $300 was just if someone needed gas till we can get paid. Okay. So I had that, and we maxed out that credit card, and then we got our first check. I think the first check was like $19,000. So you, this is like a real flip and tumble type of situation, <laughs> right? So you had started the business with $300. Yeah. And, of course, that's just what I got. Of course, incorporation and all those little small things, insurances. I'd say I spent another, like, 250 bucks on that stuff. Okay. So we're looking at a smooth 550 Yeah. If we we want to get straight down to it. Yeah. Yeah. 550 And that allowed you to get your first check of $19,000. Yeah. And then at your height, you, you sold the company. Yeah, we exited that business. We were doing maybe uh, right around north of $4 million a year. $4 million? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a lesson, okay? <laughs> and that is definitely a story to tell. Mm -hmm. So you again, you started with $300 and with the plan, Yes. with leveraging your resources, mm -hmm. with obviously having that fearlessness, but also being able to execute on your word, mm -hmm. you were able to grow this business to four upward to four million dollars and you sold it exited the business and yeah you exited the business that's yeah. every entrepreneur's dream right yeah. like we all want to like we don't just want to keep a business and keep tinkering at it like you know and keeping it at our home mm -hmm. like the whole that's the goal that's the object to of, build and sell to build and sell mm -hmm. okay so you did that and you didn't stop there 
You know, like, okay, like, you were how old at this time? Uh, started that business when I was probably 24, 25. 24, 25. Is when we really, yeah, uh, so about that age, and then I ran it for about three and a half years. Wow. Yeah, three and a half years. At that point, when you sold it, were you like, okay, I'm done, like, I can, like, just, like, go and settle, do something no, regular? No, no, because it wasn't that kind of sale where you can just, like, ride off into the sunset. Yeah. You know, so it was an exit and a lot of lessons learned. And I was like, I want more. You know, my 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 mindset and attitudes, I always want more. I yeah. just be, I go big, you know. I'm like, you know, why, why can't, you know, you be a billionaire? Why can't I be a billionaire? Why can't we? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's our choice, you know. The only barriers that exist are the ones in our mind. So if we believe that we can really accomplish those things, we work towards that. And that's what I believe. I love that because I believe there's so much. We control so much. There's so much power within. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm even trying to. Because if you change your thoughts, you can really change your whole environment, right? You so change important. everything that you see. Yeah. What do you think are some of the thoughts and mental blocks that you had that you had to overcome? Mm-hmm. And how did you overcome them? Oh, that's a great question. I think it was... Um, just understanding, like, why why can't I make $100 million? Why can't I make half a billion or a billion? You know, I used to always think, like, ooh, I'll never make that kind of money. That's way too much money. But but why not? You know, why, why not? And I think, you know, just understanding that I had the work ethic and I could build the proper relationships. And all the knowledge is out there. You can Google anything and learn anything. Yeah. So, with all those things kind of coupled together, I realized that, yeah, I believe I can accomplish great things, you know. It was just that simple, honestly. Yeah. And, and of course, through repetition, reading different books and things like that, just understanding how to really control, you know, and make sure you got positive energy around you and be able to control your thoughts and make sure you have positive thoughts. For the people who don't really know what that means, right, mm-hmm. of, like, I can control my thoughts, I can control my atmosphere, I can speak things into the atmosphere, mm-hmm. What would you say are some tangible to-dos, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is Amari's tangible to-dos of how to change your environment, how to create and bring things into fruition in your life? I think the, the most important thing that a lot of people don't realize is that it's um, a lot about the people who are around you is extremely important. Like, if you look at my circle today, I'm surrounded by people that we're all headed in the same direction. Or people are already where I want to be. That's it. Those are the only people that are in my circle. Because that energy, when you have an idea and you're like, man, I think I could do this. What do you think, guys? You know, we're all entrepreneurs and we're all, you know, believers in that sort of stuff. So we're going to motivate each other versus, you know, another friend who's probably not a bad person, but they just don't think that way. It's like, well, you never make a million dollars, man. You better go, you know, get a regular job and pay these bills, you know. It's just all about the mindset and surrounding yourself with people with that mindset. Right. And I got a, I got this cool exercise every time I wake up in the morning. I just lay there and use time to just reflect on my day and just think awesome, just cool thoughts. Whether that be... Awesome, in, cool yeah, it's Yeah, cra- it's go. crazy stuff, yeah. too. Like, you know, like being on a private jet and owning a yacht or, you know, owning a bunch of properties and just travel and just fun, cool stuff that I want to do. Yeah. And I just continue to think those thoughts every morning. Oh. Some manifestation. That's it. All right. And what was the third to do? The third to do. 
probably just read. Continue to educate yourself and continue to read. You know, it's very important. You know, sometimes I get in my spurts where I do a lot of reading and then I'll kind of tail off a little bit and come back to it. But reading is so important. There's so much information out there that can help you and and positive and, and thinking positive and keeping those positive thoughts, it's an exercise and it takes training of the mind. I wasn't always like that. Yes. This is one thing I've learned personally is that your brain, like you do have to take control over it because mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't default into the positive sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, so you really have to be like, no. Like your brain and self like That's the word you things. use? I use cancel. Like, if I think of anything negative, I'll say cancel. Yeah. Like, I hit the cancel button. You do. And immediately think Eject. something positive. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, scratch that. Mm. So you really do have to have that power over self because mm. your brain will give you everything. It will give... It so will much. take you down, you know. It will give you um, everything that could go wrong. It's just, you know... So I think it's very important, like you mm. say, to realize the difference between your thoughts and who you are as well. You know, Absolutely. the brain and you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really key. Um, so you're going to have to send me this reading list. Because yeah, I've got some cool stuff. I have to share it. Yeah. Well, I need to read it for myself, and I need to share it with everyone else as well. Sure. Um, so, again, so you you sold your business. You created your second business, Sudo. That's Sudo. Sudo. So it's speed and tempo Su-do. in Chinese, and the correct pronunciation is Sudo. Sudo. That's actually good. There you go. Good job. So now you're running that business, mm. and like I said, you're making the Forbes list. But I just know that you're going to continuously to man- manifest, but also hit the work to grow it into something so much bigger than where you are now. Absolutely. That it'll be on bigger platforms than Forbes. That's the plan. And so I wholeheartedly believe that. I'm wholeheartedly excited to see that happening for you, <laughs> Thank Mari. you, thank you. Um, like I said, I just knew, I didn't know who you were, but the spirit and the love was, like, yeah. radiating in their space. And I was like, yeah, I definitely have to talk yeah. to Amari. I so I love that. Yeah. Um, I always close out because I'm like, music motivates me. This yeah. is, like, what gets me up in the morning and, like, realizing I can conquer through and smash anything that comes through in my day. So give me that one lyric. Like It can be trill, it can be country, whatever like works for you. Give me that one lyric that yeah. motivates you. I think one that always gets me excited is uh, Kanye West, Wait Till I Get My Money Right. Wait Till I Get My Money. Yeah. Classic Kanye, always will see you through to the end. That's, that's my dope one, and that, yeah. and that goes with all my thoughts and what I believe and manifestation, all that good stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Awesome. All right, this is so good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yes, for sure. I hope you enjoy it. Right? It's always fun being around you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Mari. I hope you were inspired by this conversation on the journey with Blue. Join me on Facebook and Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube to continue their encouragement. And remember that whatever road you decide to take. The beauty lies within the journey. Until next time, balloon.